um, I'm going to give you my interpretation of what I see in the scripture. So bear with me because I'm going to be um, go flicking backwards and forwards um, on the internet, going from Strong's Concordance back to um, the scriptures. Now, I don't really want to say that people are manipulating the scriptures deliberately. I honestly believe that the book is opening because I have read things in, in the Bible and then when I go back to it, I'm thinking, well, now why didn't I see that before? <laughs> you know, so I do understand and do get why people think um, people are manipulating the scriptures. But I believe a lot of people are on fire for the Lord. And I think that the words are opening um, as the Lord allows it to. And that is in Daniel 12, 4, where it says at the time of the end, the, the books are opening. So I'm going to now read um, 2 Thessalonians 2, uh, right from the top. And then I'm going to explain um, what I think the scripture is actually saying. Now we beseech you, brethren, by, coming, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God remember ye not that when I was yet with you I told you these things and now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time for the mystery of iniquity doth already work only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way and then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you brethren beloved of the Lord because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ therefore brethren stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught whether by word or our epistle now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God even our Father which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace Comfort your hearts and establish you in every word, in every, sorry, good word and work. Okay. So I'm going to go back to this again. I'm going to read it and I'm going to explain 
what I see when I go into um, Strong's as well. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. Now this is a, interesting because when it says unto him, it also says or, or around him. So I've just picked that up as I'm doing this um, uh, podcast or video. So the first thing I want to mention is by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there's several things there, isn't there? Because it's mentioned Lord. Now, Lord is God, Lord, Master, Sir. What does Jesus mean? Well, Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. We know he is the Son of God. And then it says Christ. Christ means anointed. So Christ is also the Messiah, the Son of God. He is the anointed one. So when you read that in its entirety, it's talking to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because um, it sounds a bit pedantic, but there's three different things that I want you to focus on. Because the Lord clearly means God. Jesus is the Messiah. We know that already. And Christ is the Son of God. So there's quite a few things that's trying to grab our attention. Now we know that Jesus has been manifested from God. And we also know that there is only one thing that Jesus or Yahweh does not know. And that is when heaven and earth will pass away. Everything else he knows. He is God. We know that. That's in John. Then it says, and by our gathering together unto him. It also says gathering unto him, or it could mean around him. There's going to be loads of us being gathered around him. Okay, so that's the other thing I want to mention. And when you go into the second uh, verse, it says that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as that the day of Christ is at hand. Well, we're not going to be obviously that day day will not be at hand because we're not gathered up to him at that point. So they're talking about it, but we're not actually there. So we're going to, they're talking about being gathered unto him, gathered around him. So let no man deceive you, it says, by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. That's the first thing that must happen. Now, I know that many people have said that this is about um, Harpazo and all the rest of it. Well, Strong's Concordance says very clearly, defection from the truth. So let, let's read it again. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day, and that day is referring to the gathering together unto our Lord. So let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, which is gathering of the Lord, except there come a falling away first. The falling away is the defection from truth. That's what it means. It's not a it's not a rapture. It's about falling away from the truth. Defection from the truth. That's what it means. And that's the first thing that must happen. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Now we know what perdition means, don't we? So let's go to Strong's anyway, because that means utter destruction, perishing, ruin, destruction. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, 
all that is worshipped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God now when you go to the word um, temple it says this used of the temple at Jerusalem but only of the sacred edifice or sanctuary itself consisting of the holy place and the holy of holies now I won't go too deep into this but I believe that is to do with our bodies the holy of holies remember ye that when I was with you this is important remember ye not that when I was yet with you I told you these things and now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time so when you go back remember ye not that when I was yet with you I told you these things and now you know ye know it says here and now ye know what withholdeth and when you look at that detain retain from going away to restrain hinder but this is what this is really important it says also that which hinders antichrist from making his appearance so now you know what is hindering the antichrist from making his appearance and now ye know what is hindering the antichrist from making his appearance that he the antichrist might be revealed in his time he's not going to be revealed yet folks because something is holding him back he cannot be revealed yet so this is about the antichrist the antichrist cannot be revealed yet because something is holding him back for the mystery of iniquity doth already work then it's explaining about what's happening because sin unrighteousness and all this nonsense around the world at the moment is already at work this this sin is already at work and only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way this takes a lot of reading and a lot of understanding a lot of discernment because this always bothered me about he who now letteth he only he who now letteth who can that be that's not us the mystery of iniquity is already at work it's already happening in this evil world so who is he it's only he who is allowing this to happen and only one person is allowing this to happen and that obviously is god so let's go back to um the whole thing now and i've rewritten it now so you can understand why i've come to the, the conclusion um, in the way that I have done <clears throat> now we beseech you brethren by the arrival of our Lord Jesus Christ which is by the way Jesus the Son of God the Savior of mankind who is God incarnate Christ the Messiah the Son of God the anointed and by our gathering together unto or around him now that's interesting because it says God incarnate so we already know that Jesus is God incarnate that's that's obvious we already know that talk says that in um in john so let me just find that scripture and um explain that a bit further so you can hear that for yourselves and uh, that's in john 1 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him, and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake, he that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have we all received, and grace for grace. So that explains um, who, who Jesus is. Okay, and, and that is in um, the word. So let's go back now to where I was before. <clears throat> I'm going to go back a little bit because um, I can't remember where I was now. Oh yeah, onto or around him. That ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, which means, by the way, the third person of the triune God, the Holy Spirit, co-equal, co-eternal with the Father and the Son, nor by word speech, nor by letter or epistle, as from us, as that the day of Christ, which is the anointed Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, by the way, is present. So let me just read that again. That ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled. So you should not be troubled, and then it explains why. You should not be troubled, neither by spirit, which means the third person, Holy Spirit, co-equal, co-eternal with the Father and the Son, by the way. Nor by word speech, nor by letter, or by um, an epistle, as from us, as that the day of Christ, which is, is the anointed one, Christ the Messiah, the Son of God. Is present so you sh n now you know um, you should not be troubled by anyone or anything or even the Holy Spirit if it tells you that Jesus is here that's what it's saying uh, you know it talks about the Spirit by letter by epistle and we should test the Spirit anyway but in this instance we don't really need to test the Spirit because the word makes it very clear and I'll go into that it goes goes it says it very clearly how the Lord is going to come back now, since we know how the Lord will come back, which will be a spectacular event, by the way, then it's pretty obvious that if anyone tells us, tells us that Christ is at hand and that he is here, then clearly it's not true. So before I go on to the next um, verse in 2 Thessalonians 2, let me just quote this in uh, Matthew 24. It says this, Matthew 24, starting at 23. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand, so if they say to you, look, he 
is in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. Now, as I said before on another podcast, that makes it very clear to me, very, very clear. And this um, uh, is repeated again in Luke uh, 21 and Mark 13, so I won't go into too much detail about this now. But before I go into, uh, back into 2 Thessalonians 2, I want to just say this. We must not believe the Holy Spirit if it tells us that Christ is at hand because we know how Christ comes back. It's going to be lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west. That is how the Son of Man is going to come back. But get this, where the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. Now we know about this because it talks about... Um, as I said before, as I said on another podcast, it talks about when one is left behind and one is taken. And I've already mentioned this before, so I won't go into too much detail about it. But the one taken is, is going to be the corpse. I know, needs another, you need to look at my other podcast to, to understand where I'm coming from. So where the corpse is, the vultures will gather. Okay, so let's move on. The coming of the Son of Man. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened. Before I go on to that, that means, I'm just picking this up just now as I'm talking about it. That means that we will be gathered at that point. Because it says there where the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. We will be gathered unto him. Because don't forget, 2 Thessalonians 2 is talking about us being gathered up to unto the Lord and when he comes back. So immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Okay, so that was just a reminder, really. I thought it was quite important just to slot that in so that people don't get deceived into how um, our Lord Jesus Christ is going to come back. As I mentioned before, Jesus um, has been manifested from um, the Lord, which who is God, and he's kept only one thing back, and that is when heaven and earth will pass away. That's the only thing that he's kept back from um, Jesus or Yahweh, the appointed one, the anointed one. <clears throat> let no man deceive you by any means or in any manner or in any way or fashion for the day of the Lord that day shall not come by the way except there come a defection from the truth first and that man of sin be made known I've also added after this because this is what it means in Strong's Concordance make manifest disclose what before was unknown that's important because we do not know who the enemy is but it's saying here there come a defection from truth first and that man of sin be made known he will be manifested into somebody and he will be disclosed what before was unknown and he is the son of of perdition who opposeth and exalteth himself all that is called God all that is worshipped 
so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now, at the moment, there's a lot of um, conflicting information about that because I believe that the temple, obviously, is in us. And I think that he is sitting in us, but that's what I believe. And the reason why I say that is because in Matthew 24, Jesus um, does say that there will be not one stone left upon another. So this is why I'm sort of led to believe that it just it's just not going to happen. There's not going to be that temple. Um, that's what I'm seeing anyway. And you know I could be wrong in all of this, but this is this is what I see. I'm going to get Matthew 24 up now just to explain that. Um, it says here, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall be not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately and saying, Tell us when shall all these things be? And what um, shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? So it's talking about here, the end of the world is talking about the coming, uh, um, his second coming. So if that is the case, and the Lord said, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And at the moment they're talking about um, the third temple. It's not quite making sense to me. And as I said before, when it talks about the end of the world, that isn't what we think. Um, if you look at Strong's Concordance, it says the end of the world is an unbroken age, a per perpetuity of time, the world's universe, a period of time, age. So we have to be studying this really hard. There's not going to be a third temple because Jesus said that there shall not be left one stone upon another. That third temple is not going to be built um, in the end times. That's, that's what I'm seeing here. But I am open to, you know, the book's opening, as it says in Daniel 12. And um, if something else is revealed, then obviously I will um, go back to this and I will talk about it again. But at the moment, I don't see there being a temple being built. For, this, for the reason that Jesus said, there shall not be left one stone upon another. Okay, so this is why I think that the temple must be within us. That's what I'm thinking. Um... And he's, he's going to sit inside our temple through whatever means you think. I'm not going to say it again now. But that's what I'm seeing in the, in the scriptures. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth. Which means in Strong's Concordance. Now you know what is hindering the antichrist from making his appearance that he might be made known or manifested and what is to be disclosed what before was unknown in his measure of time so the generations that we're in right now which is genesis 2 4 that i've already mentioned he is coming at a specific time he's not coming when and where he's he is coming at a specific time but that what is withholding him back is that is time because it's not his time yet so let's move on <clears throat> 2.7 
for hidden for the hidden thing, the secret, the mystery of iniquity, which means contempt and violation of law, iniquity and wickedness, is already at work. Only he, which I believe is God, by the way, because God is in control. There's nothing's going to surprise him because this is, this is about our God. He gets all the glory for what is happening right now. And I believe that, as I said, God... Um, He's in control, we know that, but I believe God is the one that's created this time, obviously, and the devil will not be revealed until it is his time. So let's read this again. He which I, sorry, um, he's in control, and it is he who now hinders the Antichrist from making his appearance. He will let him come into existence when it is, when he is taken out of the way and I believe that he is taken out of the way is Jesus and the reason why I think that is because 2.8 in my opinion makes it a little bit more clearer because when you go to um, 2.7 let's go to the original version a minute and you'll see this a bit more clearer because I think I've made a not a mess of it but it can I made it a bit too long-winded it says here in 2.7 for the mystery of iniquity is already at work only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Now, he be taken out of the way is interesting, as I've mentioned before, because taken out of the way is not what we think. It means to come into existence. And I believe that is God coming into existence when Jesus, who was manifested from God in the first place, thank you, Holy Spirit, I believe then that God will come into existence. I know, crazy, isn't it? But that's what I see. So, um, 2.8, and then shall that wicked, who is a violator of the law, as we know, he will then be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. Goes back to the Lord then, you see. It doesn't mention Jesus or Christ. It mentions the Lord because Jesus in 2.7 has already been taken out of the way. So in 2.8, the Lord, he's gonna come back as he's God. He shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. And I believe it says somewhere, he literally blows on him and that's it, he's gone. <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? The future visible return from heaven of Jesus to raise the dead, hold the last judgment and set up formally and gloriously the kingdom of God. This is the second coming, folks. Let's read that again. And then shall that wicked, and then shall that wicked violator of the law be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, of his future visible return from heaven, of Jesus to raise the dead, hold the last judgment and set up formally and gloriously the kingdom of God on earth, folks. This is the second coming. Okay, 2.9. Even him who's coming, which says, even him whose future visible return from heaven of Jesus to raise the dead, hold the last judgment and set up formally and gloriously the kingdom of God is after the working of Satan, the prince of evil spirits, the inveterate adversary of God and Christ with all power 
and signs, which are signs, marks, tokens, and lying miracles. So he's going to have fake miracles. That's what he's going to do. That's the Antichrist, as we know, or the devil, should I say. And with all deceivableness, which means deceit and deceitfulness of unrighteousness in them that perish, which means obviously put out the way entirely, abolish, put an end to ruin, because they receive not the love of the truth which is they refuse to believe the love of what is true in any matter under consideration, that they might be saved, to save from the evils which obstruct the reception of the messianic deliverance. And for this cause, God shall send them now. These are the ones that refuse to believe the love of the truth, so they have been sent the strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believed not the truth. And that is what is true in things appertaining to God and the duties of man, moral and religious truth, but had pleasure in a deed violating law and justice, act of unrighteousness. That's what the word says, folks. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, love, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation, which love as it is about us being chosen. Deliverance, preservation, safety, salvation. Deliverance from the molestation of enemies in an ethical sense that which includes to the soul's safety or salvation through sanctification, through consecration, through purification. Interesting that because could that well mean going through the fire? of the spirit and belief which is about persuasion or conviction of moral truth a firm belief in the truthfulness of god or religious truth particularly reliance from reliance upon christ for salvation of the truth this is what's all in strongs so i hope this has made um, a little bit more um of an in-depth bible study because i've been going to strongs i've been reading it i try to make it as um, Bible friendly as I possibly can and I'm hoping um, that some of you will pick up on on the things that I've picked up on um, I just think it's pretty obvious because in the beginning it talks about Lord Jesus Christ it, it's broken it down to talk about the Lord it's broken it down to talk about Jesus um, he uses the word he but you have to use discernment to distinguish between he that is about the devil and he that is about Jesus. And the sentences, the way it's constructed, you can see it. Okay, so, and then at the very end, it goes back to Lord Jesus Christ. It's fantastic the way this book has been written. So I'm hoping that you will have, um, have a better understanding as to why um, I think the way that I do. Um, it's because the book has been revealed to me that way. Um, I'm going to go to um, Daniel 12.4 because I have actually quoted this and I think it's important that you actually hear um, what um, what that actually you know means. So Daniel 12, at that time Michael the great prince who protects your people will arise. There will be a time of distress, which is what, which is what is going off now, such as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name found written in the book will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake. 
some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, roll up and seal the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. Then I, Daniel, looked, and there before me stood two others, one on this bank of the river and one on the opposite bank. One of them said to the man clothed in linen who was about the, above the waters of the river, how long will it be before these astonishing things are fulfilled? The man clothed in linen who, linen who was above the waters of the river lifted his right hand and his left hand toward heaven and I heard him swear by him who lives forever saying it will be for a time, times and half a time when the power of the holy people has been finally broken all these things will be completed. I heard, but I did not understand, so I asked my Lord, what will the outcome of this be? He replied, go your way, Daniel, because the words are rolled up and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified. That's mentioned, that's mentioned already, by the way, hasn't it? Made spotless and refined, but the wicked will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will understand. From the time that the daily sacrifice is abolished and the abomination that causes desolation is set up, there will be 1,290 days. Blessed is the one who waits for and reaches the end of the 1,335 days. As for you, go your way till the end. You will rest. And then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. And that is the free gift of salvation in our heaven, in our wonderful mansions. I think this is amazing. So um, I hope that has made a lot of sense to you. And um, have a blessed um, day and spread the good news of the gospel. Jesus is coming, I believe it will be, in 2024 to gather us up.